try to speak Bam, I see the recording button. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Adulting Advice Podcast. I am Hannah. And I am Danny. This is number two for the day. (laughs) You're listening to the second podcast we're recording in a row because batching is king. Yes. Knock out the things. Knock out the things. And we're pumped to talk about this one with you guys today because we're talking about something called Mighty Networks. Yeah, it's like the best thing in the world. And it's essentially a really good alternative like for Facebook groups that we have found in the midst of our own entrepreneurial ventures. So I'm interested in, one, well, just kind of sharing this platform that we found, how we're using it. Um, but I also have some questions that I want to ask Danny about her HR society and the things that she's learned since having, what is it, two different launches now of your membership community. Mm-hmm. So I do a really bizarre launch model where I launch every single month at this point, um, which is very uncommon, but I can explain why it makes sense because sometimes your very specific product has different rules. What are you doing? Sorry, I have this little like hair. Oh, you're fixing your hair. I thought you were like signaling at me something. Okay, don't worry. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Okay. But like Hannah said, Mighty Networks is kind of like, the the easiest way to explain is it's kind of like Facebook, but it's it's obviously on a different website. Mm -hmm. It looks a lot different. Um, it actually has a bit more of a polished cleaner feel. Yeah. Would you agree? Totally. And I would say like, in terms of, okay, like what does it do? I feel like if you are somebody who wants to host or bring together an online community, foster discussion, potentially launch courses, host digital events, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to find a place to bring your audience together, like then this topic on Mighty Networks is going to be super applicable to you because I'm sure if you've ever Googled like, where do I host my membership community? You're going to find a ton of options. And like we've seen on Facebook, like people are using Facebook and I just don't like it. And that's basically what started the search for this new platform. And I've had some experience with it. Danny has a lot of experience with at this point. And I think that's what we're going to talk about. Yes. So if you think you might ever want to host a membership or even a community, like a free community or a paid community, this is for you. Some key differences right now that are important to note between like why you would use this over Facebook is one, with my networks, you can put up a paywall. So like you can get people to pay. And here's the thing. There are paid Facebook groups out there but you have to like set up a store somewhere else that's like payment and then manually go and make sure you like add those people in. And it's very manual clunky process. And Mighty Networks has like streamlined that to the nth degree. It is such a good user experience to buy a membership on Mighty Networks as a customer. I'm excited to talk to you about that as a part of like how I run the launches. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think a different, I mean, one other huge benefit is just that it's off Facebook. So I work at another company where our Facebook group is a part of the thing that you're paying for. Mm -hmm. And we get a lot of people who are like, hey, I don't have Facebook. Like people make an active decision for whatever reason, paranoia, difference of opinion in politics, just wanting to be less on social media like there's a lot of reasons people are up out of using Facebook and I know it's the minority so who cares but 
that resonates with me personally. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I see it as a benefit. Hmm. I like my stance on like my networks or essentially any platform that's not Facebook is that for us, what we're doing is like business coaching and mentorship. And I kind of like how it's very intentional to where you don't just go to Facebook where you're there to do God knows what and kind of like lollygag and then maybe check in with any groups that you're associated with. Like you're intentionally logging into our site to get stuff done. So it's almost like a mentality switch to of where do I get to be intentional with my time? And that's kind of why I was big on not having it there either. Yeah, that's a really good point. You can get very distracted on Facebook. An ad can get in the way of someone who's meant to be on your page, someone else's post, a message. But if you go into Mighty Networks, there's no ads and there's just no distractions. And any notification you get is related to your thing versus your notification bar is going to take you God knows where. Like a thing you were tagged in, another group that you're in. So less Mm -hmm. distractions, very intentional. Yes. So here is a quick background on the membership that I have. Quick context is I own the HA Society. It is a a group or a support community for women with hypothalamic amenorrhea. So like a specific, specific health issue. So insert whatever, you know, it could be a group for women with extreme period pain. It could be a group for people with diabetes. Like it, it can be as specific as you want it to be. The point is I have a specific group for women with a specific problem and I open it every month because, and so most people open what twice, three times, max four times a year Mm -hmm. as their like their product. That is conventional. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm still toying with this to see if it will even work. But right now I launch every single month because women have their period every single month. And it's kind of themed with that. Most women cycle around the the moon, apparently. So I open it every new moon. It's like very novel. And I want it to be. I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's at the beginning of its growth stage, right? So I'm like, I'm getting insane amounts of brand new engagement every month at this point. A few Mm. years down the track when that stuff slows down and I'm not seeing new faces, and I'm not launching to br- like tons of brand new people every single month. Maybe I'll change the strategy. But right now, that's what's working. So sure. that's my for that. Mighty Networks is cool because for, for launching memberships because it makes it extremely easy to open and close, to set different um, plans, like payments, literally to the dollar. Like you can make it whatever you want. And you can make plans that are hidden but active, open enrollment active. You can hide it and start it again. You can deactivate plans, which means like, so I started with a beta group of people. So they got like a special founding member price. And now I can make sure no one else can ever join that again, mm-hmm. but everyone that's on it can keep it. So just those, those little things yeah. that you need all those different settings that's kind of hard to manage if you use like a Shopify or a PayPal or something for you to manage it. Like it mm-hmm. does it all for you. Perfect. I love that so much. And I think it allow based on what you're saying, like it just allows you the flexibility to grow and change your business as you figure out what works, which I think is a big barrier for people when trying to start anything. They feel like they have to iron it out at the beginning and then put it into motion. But I like how Mighty Networks lets you change your mind. <laughs> 
It does. And it even allows you to add trials. So you can add a one day trial, two days, three days, two weeks, one month, any kind of trial that you want onto it. So I could change, and I'm toying with this idea right now. I could decide next month, I want to allow a one day free trial. So then all these people will join and they'll get booted after a day if they don't want to stay. I still need to figure out if it will like automatically add them in and they'll have to pay then like as soon as the trial's over or if they get the option. Cause I feel like that's, I think they do a traditional, like how anywhere else, like you can sign up for a seven day trial and you have to cancel before this time or you'll get charged. So I think that's the way that they'll like slide them in unless they intentionally cancel. And like, we'll get to the reason thinking about that, but it has to do with like experiencing my first person canceling, I think is an important conversation to have. Oh, this is such a good podcast. It's like about this platform and like actually creating. If you're going to do this, here's the realities. Yes. Um, So I think that we can get into that. I've explained how I launch. I open it. I close it. It's all built in for me. It's amazing. It gives you a landing page so you can create a sales page for it. And then when I close it, because most people with Mighty Networks, I think they actually leave them open year round. Um, I think so. Not a lot of people right now are like launching and closing because it's a very new platform that I know of. So I use like a Google form to put the wait list back up. So when they come to the sales page, they have to click join the wait list and they fill out a Google form. And then I, oh, I will see. email them when it's open. Got so it. like that stuff's not built in, but that's so easy to create because they don't have like an email management platform that's not built in. Um, well, Ooh, actually that's... it is if you have the business plan. Oh. You can send messages to everyone. You can send like a blast, but it's not mm-hmm. an email campaign. Correct. Yeah. You can email like your entire, like anyone who's in the platform there. Um, but I will say, yeah, if you do have like, like what we're going through right now is like, okay, we have a website and we want to have content for people not in the platform. To me, Mm -hmm. it's really as simple as like, do you have a spot, whether that's in your email or MailChimp is a super affordable one to throw up like a landing page in there that just allows them to like click a button to then take them to the Mighty Networks thing. Um, so it, that's a like distinction to where I think Kajabi is a little bit different. So Kajabi is another popular membership platform where you can actually host your website, landing pages, mm-hmm. email automation, and everything tied into your membership platform. But from my experience, I just, re- I think Mighty Networks has the user experience down way better than Kajabi. And it's almost like you get to pick which one you want to decide on. I think for a new business, the client experience is probably the most important thing. So if you can get around like having to integrate the two, it's worth it. And let me tell you how I get around it. So I actually don't use the business plan yet. I'm still on the community plan. So what I miss out on with the community plan is certain business analytics kind of, um, stuff, but that's totally fine with me at this stage. I only want to, I want to like have enough income and have it pay for itself and kind of like earn my way into the business plan. And that's just how my brain works. But how I have worked around it is like I told you, my waitlist is a Google form. Actually, I need to make a landing page on MailChimp to change that into my waitlist. I've just been a little bit lazy as all. Um, But what I do is take the emails on there and I insert them into MailChimp. So I need to skip that step and have it automatically be a MailChimp list. But anyways, I bring them over, I put them in MailChimp 
and I tag them as a waitlist member. And if when when I open and someone joins once a day, because it's only for a few days out of the month, once a day mm-hmm. I go in and I find the email addresses of all of the members that or all of the people on my waitlist that joined, I change their status from waitlist to member mm. and I'm done. So I can, I still have a strong pulse on who is a member and who is not in my MailChimp because once okay. a day I just do the, the admin there. And I also, as a part of like the onboarding process, once people join, I send them a personal email because you always should welcome them in. Hello, welcome. Excited to have you here. And, you know, like, here's what you should do. Like, go to the events and register for the ones that you want to go on, like post a question in the group. And I also have another form where I ask them to fill out like their contact information mm-hmm. and to and to accept a disclaimer because my networks doesn't allow you to like have people sol- select certain terms and conditions and I don't know shit about the law so I just feel more comfortable asking people to also like agree that by being in this group you're not going to take anything that we Mm -hmm. or I say as medical advice just to be safe I add a disclaimer in there as a part of the welcome process so I get them to give me their email their mailing address so I can send them presents and to accept this disclaimer and like, will you leave a review for the podcast and just whatever else I want to ask them? For sure. So that's that's like how I make sure I have them having an amazing client experience and I'm getting what I need into my email platform. For sure. And at the mm-hmm. time of like this recording, just so it gives some people some context on pricing, like mm-hmm. Mighty Networks does have three tiers. Um your free plan, which mainly allows you to do the root of Mighty Networks, which is like topics and discussion boards. Um, you can do that for free. Um, however, oh yeah, you can also make them paid. The community plan is cool because it allows you to get your own domain name on there. So you're not stuck with like insert website dot Mighty Networks dot whatever it is that they give you. Um, and you're able to charge for those different membership tiers as well. That one's $23 a month. And then the business plan is like 81 or something like that. And you're mm-hmm. allowed to add in the online courses and all those like mm-hmm. Zapier integrations to make life a little easier. Yes. Um, but we are so familiar with bootstrapping your way there. So I love how you explained your yes. process. Eventually we'll do one when we're on the, I'm on the business plan and I'm using all the integrations, <laughs> but right now I'm not, and I don't have a course. And so I just didn't need that sure. extra feature. And like I, like, I'm still at the beginning. So I'm able to like keep tabs on who's coming from where and how they found me because I'm spending that time individually, like going into MailChimp and seeing, and I can see which email they clicked. Did they, Mm -hmm. did they click through and join from a certain email? And it takes all of five seconds to look at each person. And eventually when I've got an unmanageable amount of members, apps to help me run those kinds of things are going to be helpful. But right now I'm bootstrapping and I don't need that stuff. And by keeping a really like an individual pulse on this and like who came from where I'm learning more about each individual member and I can like, yeah, I just like know them as a person and they're not just a number at this stage. So that's nice. And they'll never be, but you know what I'm saying? For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Where are we now? Yeah. So we talked about how you are launching. I think I would be curious to know, I feel like that's probably 
a big question for people who are, have never done a launch before. But like, how did you decide to decide to structure your launch and present this as something that you offer to your community? Okay. I love this. It was so much fun. I started like a podcast first and foremost. I know. Um, you have to provide value first before you can ever ask anyone for anything. And I created a podcast and it had a great, has a great listenership. We're soaring our way to a number that's ridiculous for downloads. I don't know how it happened. SEO magic. But also I just like love the topic. I love the show and people are just resonating with me. So we're chatting, chatting, chatting. And I decided to do this tip and we're many episodes in and it's the first time I'm ever telling anyone about anything that they could buy from me. And it 100% serves them in every way they need it's like hey you guys are messaging me like crazy hey I love your show I would love to be on your show what's your opinion on this what's your opinion on that it's like if y'all want to come talk to me and hang out with me I have created the place for you so my first ever mention of it was on the podcast and I had a captive audience that were looking for exactly this thing and they wanted me to be interacting with them there so I announced it there that I was putting up a wait list. And for, I think, five weeks, I created hype before it was open. I was like, it's mm-hmm. opening on the 17th of September. Join the wait list, join the wait list, join the wait list. I started to just mention it. I started to invite, um, you know, certain people to be a part of it for free, just like a handful of people because we had started building a relationship with, like, other people in the space that have – that are big names, like they came to me and wanted to, me to be on their show or so, like, I don't know. It's, it was crazy, but networking, relationship building, talking about the membership and where to find it. So all I've asked people to do at that point is make a non-committal decision to get on a wait list. They're mm-hmm. not buying anything. They're just staying in the loop about when it opens. So now I'm getting their email and as we get closer to the day, I'm sending them my story. I'm sending them emails about why I think this is a different community to what free options are already out there, why it costs money, which is because point of difference, I'm going to have these events in there. I'm going to pay practitioners to come in and teach you exclusively about things that you want to know about. Um, And I'm opening the floor for you to talk about topics that other groups don't allow you to talk about. So there was, it was very specific, but mm. there was, there's a point of difference. I had seen something was missing in the market. So I was doing a lot of emailing in there and talking back and forth with people who had questions about it. And I was, um, you know, on Instagram, just mm-hmm. promoting it and all of that good stuff. And that was all I did. And then I opened it. And I sent an email and I was like, it's open. And I posted on Instagram and I said, hey, it's open. And I did a bonus episode the day it came out. So each launch, I will do two episodes that week. One on the day it comes out and one on the usual day of the podcast release. I love it. I think that's a great strategy. And I like how it's totally rooted in something, <laughs> our value, value, value phrase. That is value, been, value, value. <laughs> that is a thing we need to put on a sticker. Um, but basically, yeah, giving a ton of free information through a super like niche podcast. And then I like how you also detailed your launch, like how you built that hype 
from talking about your story and how it's different. And I think those are the two things that I think like people really miss in terms of like, hey, here's what's in it. But I love how you were able to bring some relatability to the whole thing, which is probably the biggest thing anybody can do to make you feel like you can connect with your audience. Totally. And like, I still can't believe it worked. I can't believe it worked. Like I'm in the shoes of everyone else who is like, yeah, well, that girl on that podcast did this thing that launched and got really lucky, but that won't happen for me. No, that is me. That's totally me. I'm like, (laughs) what is happening? Like, yeah, I just, the whole niching down thing is true. I love it so much. It's true. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) I'm so curious to know, how did you start feeling once you started to see members actually join when you opened? Oh my God. So I had like email notifications on for, I want to know every single time one person signs up. So I get like a little email that's like a little, it just feels great. Um, (laughs) When you see it come through with like this person's name, just create a subscription and you're just like, oh, what is happening? These people are picking up what I'm putting down. Like I'm onto something. And it's this mixture. It's this total wave of emotion and it's probably kind of similar to when you just get clients who are like yeah I accept your proposal or your contract it's just the same thing where you're like huh they want this right (laughs) they're doing it okay we're on we're on we're on we're doing this positions people lights camera like we oh shit this is happening so and then you just go into you kind of go into survival mode right where you're like well I would love to celebrate but now I need to go and create value 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 for these people so you're kind of exhausted, but in this really um, invigorating adrenaline-filled way because you're just like chatting to them and figuring out what they want and um, realizing that you need to be there and you need to show up. And I think that the biggest challenge for me right now, and feel free to just like help me solve this anytime you want because <laughs> I need that, Notice. is um, just feeling like this is going to stop working tomorrow. Like people Mm. are going to realize that this is not what they, like, this is just not what they hoped it would be. This isn't as helpful as they thought it was going to be. And the thing is there are girls in that group who are like, I'm going to be a member of this for life. They message me. They love me. They ask me for all kinds of response, like advice. They, now they start calling each other like family. They're like sisters. And since we've done a couple launches, the girls in like the first group, like, it almost feels, I don't want, I don't know if it feels like they're looking after the girls in the new group or just like when we do the weekly community calls, because a part of the membership is that you get on these calls and we connect together on Zoom. It's all like the girls in the pr- previous group, like know how it feels to be new. And so they're like the first to speak up and to be vulnerable and to be open to help make it easy for the other, like they're showing up and like not making me do all the work. Yeah. They, I like in marketing, like that's when we say that your customers are officially like taking a stake in their relationship and they, they know what you're doing and they want it to succeed because it's something that they want for themselves. So now they're willing to show up and like build with you rather than wait for you to take them on a journey. They're like, I want to be co-pilot now too. It feels so like they say like, we us yeah um, you know when we blow up when we're doing this full-time stuff like that like oh what? Oh my 
talking about freaks, but okay, come on. And the thing I guess I'm saying that is like scary for me is, yeah, just feeling like all of that's going to go away because you hear these stories where people are like, I, I realized, you know, I got that first sale and I realized like, I'm onto something you know, like this is, and, and they got that feeling from one sale. And I'm like, I think I need like a year of income before <laughs> I know that this is real. Like, and that's one thing I don't know is how do you really know when, how have you proven that you have a viable product? I just, have I proven I have a viable product? <laughs> I think that's also awesome that you decide for yourself, right? <laughs> I don't want to. You're like, you're like, I just want to reach for something. I love it. We will totally dive into that as well. But what I'm curious to know is like throughout, like from your first launch, what are some interesting surprises that you, it kind of sounds like you already said it like, oh my God, people are basically running the show for me here. But are there any unexpected things that you discovered? You know, it's so unexpected. Okay. This part is important, guys hypothalamic amenorrhea is when you don't have a period for a few months due to overexercise, under eating chronic stress so i thought okay i'm gonna have this group full of girls with ha and i'm gonna have this group full of girls who are chronically stressed and struggling and on struggle street all the time with this we're one month in most of them have already got their period back and like four or five of them are pregnant and i'm like this isn't what i was expecting in terms of like who is a member here? So one huge surprise was just like not, was not expecting the different stages that my members would be at and still mm. be wanting to show up and still be here. And I definitely like, I think it's cool. So I have a story, right, where the idea is to help you get your period back. And I have this story that they're all going to get their period back and I'm not going to have a viable product anymore. Isn't oh, that that's freaking so weird? <laughs> yeah, that's so weird because it's almost like you entrepreneurs set out to think that they're going to solve a problem and then it actually solves something else and you will be able to ride the wave so much faster when you realize a problem that you're actually solving. Well, like, well, what do you mean? Because the problem is that they get their period back, but like they just got it back so fast and that's great, but I don't, and I don't attribute that to me by any means because also the science of like how long they've been in the group doesn't add up. So obviously they were on the right track prior, mm -hmm. but I think girls are going to get their period back quickly because, um, because of the group, I do think it's going to help them stay on the protocol they already need, know they need to be on. But I guess I like, oh, so you mean I'm, I've created a space for people who also have their period already. That, but what that you're you not saying? really, you're not, you're not selling a solution to get your period back because then, like you said, if people got it, they would leave. So that's like actually not what you're selling. Yeah. Okay. Like an example <laughs> is like, um, uh, what do you call it? Like, like, are you familiar? I don't know if you see, you've had to see them, but like V8 is like a very popular, like vegetable based drink. Oh Yeah. Yeah. They were created thinking that they were going to help people like get hydrated. The whole marketing was, this is going to keep you, keep athletes hydrated. And what people realized, like the takeaway that people got was like, oh, I'm able to like drink all my vegetables. And like, that's solving the, the problem for the um, average human. And once they realized, oh, if we end up actually pivoting this and saying, 
you're satisfying all of your micronutrient thing, sales skyrocketed because they realized the problem they were actually solving for people. And I think you might end up realizing something in that as well. Something like that. Totally. But yeah, I mean, that's just been, I guess, a surprise or something unexpected was like what the results are actually going to be and who is actually going to join this group. That's so cool. It's going to be so interesting to see that continue to evolve. Yeah. Like, was it one month or is it going to keep happening? I don't know. Um, So that's a, that's one big surprise. Mm -hmm. And I would say another one is um, feeling like, okay, I start this group and then how do I foster engagement? And the first few weeks, one thing I did that I think was really helpful was be open and honest of what I'm afraid of with these new members. So I sent a welcome message and I was like, step, step, steps. Thank you for joining this group so early. It's going to take a while to get this going and like create the engagement that we all want to see inside of the group. I'm ready to show up and grind to make sure that that happens for all of us. And what I feel like that does is instill the same message into them, right? Like, Hey, you've joined the beta group. Cause that's what I advertised it as, right? Like it's starting from the beginning. So your expectations <laughs> should be in check, but um, yeah, like starting a group and foster engagement is hard and I'm afraid of that. And I just want you to know that's where my like priorities are. And I think that that has helped them show up too and help play their part in creating the community. So seeing other people like post shit and answer other people's questions and like not have it be like crickets, which is everyone's fear when they start a group. Right. So that was a surprise, I suppose. That's so interesting because it's like totally ties back into what you were just saying. It's kind of like just asking you'll receive like, Hey guys, I'm worried about this. I want it to look like this. And people are like, Oh, well, this doesn't exist anywhere else. So I could help build it here. And now they get to take ownership in the whole relationship. I love this so much. All of your members sound lovely. (laughs) They are so lovely. But let's talk about cancellations. Yeah, I would totally want to talk about, I know that you experienced a cancellation and a refund relatively within one, I don't know if it was two weeks or so. Oh, it was the first month. Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. No, so I've had one person cancel like our first month, like they stayed for a whole month and then they canceled. So that was one thing. And then I had someone sign up who was like, oh, this isn't what I thought it would be. This isn't for me. I wanted to a refund like the next day. So there was, there's the two types, right? Mm. The natural person who's like, I tried it. Um, and then the person who's like, whoa, expectations on different pages. Mm-hmm. So the first one, she was just super sweet. She was like, hey, I just didn't use it like I I thought I might need some support when I went on this journey I've been having a really good time doing it myself happy days and that was totally fine with me because I actually think I'm more like her as a person Mm. so I really like had I understood and could put myself in her shoes and I'm also someone there's two different types of people with subscriptions, right? There's people who don't even know how many they have and are paying hundreds of dollars a month in subscriptions they do not even use and will never cancel them. And there's people who are like super anal about 
spending money and what subscriptions they have. And I'm that person. So if I'm not utilizing my subscription, I'm going to cancel it, even if it's $7, which is the price of my membership. So she was just like, ah, I love, she was even told me, I love all of your content. I love everything you're doing. I just, this had like, I haven't been using it this much and I've been doing a really good job Mm -hmm. on my own down this different path. So that was totally fine. Um, she gave it a shot and she just like didn't need to show up to community calls and stuff like that. And that was also important to happen for me because it confirmed to me that there's different types of people who do things in different ways. Mm -hmm. And that helps me further solidify what I offer. Yeah. And I can further market that to different people. Right. So I say like, so now that one person canceling has helped me realize like, okay, cool. I want to revisit my messaging and make sure I'm saying this is not for people who like are (laughs) antisocial. Like this is for people who really want to come up to calls and connect with others. And this is brings us to our, our next person where a similar thing happened, which further solidified that message that I, I need to get out there. So she, part of what I show is, sorry, market is you get this whole community support of women. And I also am doing events with practitioners Mm-hmm. Everything from yoga and meditation instructors to registered dietitians and nutritionists teaching about like health and this exact topic, very specific lessons and webinars and shit directly for you. But remember it's $7 a month. So I don't know how many of these you think that I can afford to put on for you, but I like to think that if I'm charging $7 a month, your expectations are that it's a couple of those a month right? And then also, and we can get into this, you and I have discussed, if you put too much in your membership that people don't have time to attend and utilize everything, they'll feel like they're not getting the full value out of their membership. So I don't want to bombard people with these events either. So I have about two to three events with practitioners a a month as a part of the membership. She thought there was way more. And, And she was like, I realize that I'm not really interested in like the community calls and the support from the other women. And I'm more interested in this one aspect that was on your website. Mm. And I kind of had to explain like, well, a few things I'm still like scheduling those things. This is the beta Mm. group. So I just don't right now, we don't have as many of those while I figure out what's working, what's not. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, like that's just not what she was after. And also working full-time for another company that works off a membership model, we see that all the time. For sure. You could scream all until the cows come home about what your service is on the sales page and there's still going to be people who message and say this isn't what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So it was great for me to rip the Band-Aid off and have that inevitable thing happen and see, okay, well, that's how that feels. Um, And she wasn't like, she was totally fine with it. And I hope she continues to like, listen to my podcast and be a part of my community just in different ways. But that's how that went. And it, it just further showed me like, okay, yes, this community is for people who want community. Mm, I love that. I love how you went straight into like, these are the takeaways and what I've learned, how I can advance my business based on these like less than desirable situations. But for the people who feel like the sting first, 
I mean, how did you feel when you just realized like people are asking for this to cancel it ends though? It sucks. Uh, it's totally the worst. And I think um, you just get, you might get used to it. You might not. I know with the Nina one the oh my God, I said her name. It doesn't matter. Nina. Hey, Nina. Um, with she, <laughs> she, you know, just didn't utilize the membership. And so that was totally fine. And mm-hmm. she was like super sweet about it. And she even was like, I'm going to finish up studying as a therapist and I would love for us to collaborate later. So like the way she approached that helped me feel so much better. And I think that has a lot with it. Um, And then the other girl, she was also super, she was just like, Hey, this just unfortunately is not what I thought it was going to be. She certainly didn't like give me a cuddle and like make me feel amazing about it, but she also wasn't anything. She was just emailing me like, like in some kind of, like I'm a business. Right. Yeah. So that there was more of a sting there at first. I was like, huh. Okay. Like this is how, like I'm trying it on and I wasn't feeling very much. Right. And then as the day went on, Aww. I was like doing in it more. <laughs> You're like, and no, this is actually really not fun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think that I'm bullshitting myself right now. And so I had therapy by chance earlier, like later that day at like one o'clock. Oh so my God. And I'm like, I'm like, so this is what's happening. And I'm talking to her, like I'm talking to you right now. And I was like, this is the takeaway I'm getting from it. And it was totally fine. And I'm kind of glad it happened because it was going to happen soon. Um, Cause that's just how life works. And then later we're talking and I'm crying like five minutes later. Cause I'm just, I'm just like, I just like, it's, it's like $7 and I just don't know what people expect. And it makes me feel like I, like, I'm not worth $7. Like my efforts just like not. And it oh just says, <laughs> dude, I just. Oh, yeah, like wheezy and laughing. It is so funny. I'm so glad that you shared this. Oh my God. I mean, these are just the stories we have in our head. Like, that's why oh, I have shit. therapy. I'm just like. My fucking ego. <laughs> Very big distinction there between someone canceling and you not being worth $7. A very different distinction. But that's how our psycho minds work. For sure. I completely. That's why I'm like, like you, <laughs> we cancel subscriptions all the time, right? Yeah. In exactly the same way, because like, we've all got a different financial situation. We all have a different value on that stuff. And we all like need different types of products to help us with our problems. And I just, it's so, it's actually so funny. And for all of the amazing women in this group who I like adore and I just, oh, I love them all so much. And they're all so supportive, but it's like this one person is like, no. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, no, I don't want a hug from you. And I'm like, what? No one wants a hug from me. <laughs> it's like, like you know totally not the case. Um, I love that. I can imagine. Yeah, it's like if a client cancels, it's just for some reason, our minds take that as a personal rejection. I know. And I'm so I'm still waiting for the day where I actually get a message from someone that's like, how dare you create this? You know what I mean? Like that 
that response that actually sucks that yeah. actually is someone being being unkind who you know actually doesn't warrant doesn't warrant a reaction from you at all because of how um how they approached it i'm ready for that day hasn't come yet um we get it at the company i work for and it, mm-hmm. that stings so i i have uh my expectations in check for that to happen and also i like to remind myself that i feel like when you get that kind of a response it means that your message is direct and clear enough that you're speaking to a specific person and you're not speaking to the people that are that are not a fit for you and i think that's really good because i don't want yeah like you should be able to read my sales page and understand what's going on and see like either this is a fit for me or this is not and the day I get someone who enters the group and says how dare you create this this whole thing sucks ass the day that happens I need to revisit my messaging to make sure that that person never comes back into this like never comes into this group in the first Mm -hmm. place but if I get that message outside of the group like before someone buys good (laughs) does that make sense Yeah. And I mean, I like how there is like that level of responsibility. Like, okay, if this happens a lot, maybe there's a mismatch between like what I'm trying to say and the message is wrong. Um, But at the end of the day, I feel like you, you get that little vibe check. And if you have like, you know, 50 super happy members and there's only like one person who really kind of, it's just, it's on them. It's like, it's just not, I wouldn't even think very hard about those kind of instances. Yes, totally. And I also was careful to to go and change the car just because one person, right, was like, this isn't for me. Um, at this early stage, I feel like one person is plenty. And I also just have grace for myself that I'm I'm going to take that stuff more seriously at the beginning. And later on, I'm going to give less fucks. But right now, like, I just give myself the grace to, like, care and be upset. For sure. But I... Also, you have like one day to be mopey and then the next day you have to be like back in there serving your community and not worrying about that one person who is like has stopped thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> it was like they're not thinking about it at all anymore and they got their money back. They're fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that so much because there was like two things there that you said that I just kind of wanted to reiterate because one, I like how you can allow yourself to be upset for a day. I think we need to all let ourselves do that more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but to also understand that, like, if you're going down the entrepreneurial journey and path, you can't, like, for every little thing that happens, it doesn't require an instant reaction. And I think the more that you're able to, like, step away from it for 48 hours and decide, like, am I going to take an action on this is, like, how you learn to study yourself because of so many things pop up like that when you're an entrepreneur. And you're just not mm-hmm. going to have a fun time if you feel like you have to react to every single one of them. Right. I mean, it's actually wild to think you do because you have a hundred members over here who are like, I love this place. This is so great. Raise raise your prices. What are you doing? And then you have one person who's like, what even is this? And why is it so expensive? And you're like, okay, if the situation was flipped, like minority, majority rules here. Yes. The general consensus is things are great. And that one person is like not even registering on your five-star rating. It's like that one person's opinion is not even making a change to your five-star rating because they're such a minority. 
There you go. Boom. Boom. I love it. Would you have any advice for people who are thinking about starting a membership? Uh, it's not for the faint-hearted. You because <laughs> in case you, you missed that somehow, we cry here. <laughs> yes. I mean, starting businesses is not for the faint-hearted, but like with a community, you need to show up and you need to be there. And I do hope to get to a point where I could take a week off social media. And I know that that group is like a little flourishing bacteria that keeps growing and producing itself. But for now, I am, you know, I need to show up every day and make sure everyone has what they need. So if you're going to do it, make sure it's just in a season of your life where you can be, where you can grind for it. That's all. I love it. Thank you for sharing all of that. That's so fun. We'll have to yeah. do a check-in at the end of the year and see how things are going then. I know. And then, so Hannah is basically in the midst of creating, um, like heading up the female founded membership I'm going to be in there too so we're going to do an episode about that one because it's going to have different people different model different everything so if you guys are want to hear more about this kind of thing membership sites launching etc we love talking about it so let us know yeah that is all I love that episode I'm going to steal it for female founded (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Uh, We'll see you guys next time for another batch of adulting advice. Awesome. See you guys later. Bye.